Hello and welcome to Clean Catalyst, the podcast connecting breakthrough clean tech companies with investor and entrepreneurial communities. I'm your host Richa and I'm passionate about product innovation and sustainability, all things that help make the world a better and cleaner place to live in. My podcast Clean Catalyst aims at connecting early stage startups offering cool smart solutions in clean energy with customers talented people and investors so that they can grow and scale and ultimately save the planet we are back with season 2 of clean catalyst uh we're very excited to launch this next season in the fall of 2022 and this time we are focusing on mobility as the key trend in innovation in climate tech companies at the startup stage companies that are focused in early stage innovation using technology and uh, making a lot of progress in the mobility sector so to kick things off this time we are joined by product manager at woven city yoshimi nakajima She is joining us all the way from Tokyo in Japan. So, welcome Yoshimi to this episode and thank you for sharing your time with us and your experience and observations about the exciting stuff that's happening in mobility. Thank you Richard for your introduction. I'm really excited to join your wonderful opportunity. Tell me Yoshimi a little bit more about yourself, your background. How did you end up being here? Okay, uh, thank you. So, uh, I am a business planning manager of the electric autonomous vehicle e-plant at Urban Plant Holdings. Uh, this company is a subsidiary of Toyota and is known for the Urban City. The Urban City is a smart city which has a test course for mobility and a cutting edge tech to help create well-being for all and subsidiary. What brought me here would be my curiosity and background. Actually, I started my career as a banker and I joined Honda since I wanted a more creative role and then I moved from the financial field to the product field internally while I worked for Honda. The experience for planning CES 2017 was my turning point actually. What's CES 2017? Oh, thank you for asking that. Uh, I had the opportunity to join the CS preparation team and uh, uh, officially it was 15th anniversary of CES. And for Honda, it was the first time for 10 years break. So it was a little bit special for both Honda and me. Uh, actually, CS, uh, the highlight CS 2017 was uh, the automotive tech, VR computer, VR and computer, and then CS2017 demonstrated the popularity of self-driving and smart cars. There was a lot of uh, concept cars, for example, Car with AI, Toyota launched Concept I, and Honda launched a new, new V, mm-hmm. and also BMW uh, shared uh, Car with Microsoft Cortana. So, There are uh, so many uh, interesting uh, new type of mobility at that time. Great. Wow. A real turning point as you said. So mm-hmm. was that the trigger then for you to start getting more involved on the future of uh, vehicles and and how they would be 
from an innovation point of view. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So there, um, uh, there, I realized that there was a big trend. The auto industry was changing from manufacturing to service companies, and there are new uh, concept uh, conceptual cars. So uh, we had to adapt the business model and development style. So and that was a turning point. I decided to take an intern job challenge and move to the mobility service section. I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And how did that go then? Uh-huh. There I worked with General Motors and Cruise on a joint development project of the autonomous vehicle and commercialization. Actually, GM and Cruise had inspired me so much. So what's Cruise? Tell us a little bit more about Cruise. Cruise is an uh, autonomous tech startup based in San Francisco. Actually, it was uh, currently a subsidiary of GM and GM's uh, auto autonomous vehicle sector. So they, uh, this year, they successfully uh, commercialized their service. I see. So mm -hmm. it sounds like there's a lot of innovation being driven by large automotive companies um, through internal investment, through internal incubation. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're focusing a lot on auto autonomous uh, mobility as the innovation trend. And you've already yes. given examples. So maybe let's talk a little bit more about what are some of those broad innovation trends in the automotive industry that you might have seen. Yeah, automotive industry are so for here, let me share the uh, case. So uh, have you heard of the case? Uh, it's the abbreviation of Connected Autonomous Sharing and AV. Uh, yeah, connected car, uh, for example, provide in-car entertainment or, uh, or the car uh, itself update the software or provide some, fun, uh, some, some functions with connectivity. And uh, I think uh, the sharing car sharing service is very popular with uh, Uber or Lyft and autonomous driving and EV is, uh, I think you can easily imagine. Yes. So uh, ISM case uh, has been still a popular trend since Daimler shared this concept in 2016. Mm -hmm. Also, the recent trends like carbon neutral and sustainability have accelerated EV especially. Yes. So uh, let me share the trends in the autonomous driving area. Uh, in this area, a lot of players have developed the shared autonomous EV vehicles to solve the social issues like CO2 emissions, traffic crashes, and traffic congestions. Uh, General Motors has a clear vision, uh, zero crash, zero emissions, and zero congestions. And GM shared their concept at the keynote in CES 2021. Last year, actually. So, Cruise and Waymo autonomous driving tech startups successfully got permission to start a commercialization operation this year. So, I will see a lot of electric shared autonomous vehicle soon, around, around there soon. And our, I think electric shared autonomous vehicle includes not only eco friendly, but also increase our well being from the point of, point of life sustainability. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was involved to uh, the joint development program, uh, origin. Uh, it is, it is a car names. It is a new autonomous vehicle developed by, uh, General Motors, uh, Cruise and Honda. Uh, we're okay. giving, yeah. 
it, uh, this new type of a car uh, will give the driver more comfortable time. So in addition to uh, this trend and Toyota's urban city has tried to expand the definitions mobility and uh, e-part at this moment I'm in charge of uh, I'm in charge of e-part will contribute not only transportation fail but also uh, other uh, other uh, to other yes yeah. That's fascinating. And mm -hmm. when you say e-palette, mm -hmm. what do you exactly mean by e-palette? E-palette, uh, the E, is coming from EVs, electrification. Mm -hmm. So e-palette, uh, con uh, concept car driving of Toyota. Okay, very interesting. Mm -hmm. So four years, CES 2017 to CES 2021, mm -hmm. a world of change. A lot yes. of innovation being driven by the large organizations. Uh, a lot of thought process has gone into articulating what those trends are, led by Daimler, as you said. I mm -hmm. see joint partnerships across companies. The one that you mentioned, Origin, for example, between GM, Cruise, and Honda. It's fascinating. And last month, when, when we met in San Francisco, yep. I also spent a weekend in the city and I saw Waymo driving all mm -hmm. the way, you know, all around the city. And it was fascinating to see yeah. how much effort and research and investment mm -hmm. they were putting in um, enhancing and accelerating the drive towards autonomous vehicles, mm -hmm. no pun in intended. Um, uh, and so I just want to maybe probe last five years, so much has happened. Autonomous yeah. vehicles are now getting licensed to commercialize their operations, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. was nearly, you know, a dream that people wouldn't have expected yeah. to come through so soon. What do you think mm -hmm. is going to happen in the next five years? Or, I mean, is it is it 10 years away? Is it five years away? What do you think that future looks like? Oh, yeah, that's very quite interesting question. Uh, yeah, within the next five years, I believe that drivers' vehicles will become more commonplace and then they will be introduced not only to solve the customers' issues, but also bring the, bring them enjoyment. I believe we will see more collaborations with the other industries, not only automotive sector. And uh, based on the California uh, local authority DMV's report. It seems that Apple started test driving in the autonomous driving area. So I am really excited to see how other leading companies enter the mobility market. That's fascinating. And from my previous experience, if I can just add to that, I worked in financial services prior to my current job and one of the key innovation uh, trends that we were looking into was uh, using IoT technology, so Internet mm -hmm. of Things technology, uh, into that connectivity space and building in financial services into the autonomous, uh, into the automobile, so that things like payments and things like um, uh, movement and interoperability between charging stations, etc., becomes mm -hmm. more convenient, becomes more um, automated and therefore built into the vehicle itself. It's not just a transport mechanism anymore. It's a much broader end-to-end user-friendly solution. So lots happening in there. So I want to hone in a little bit into electrification as well. Mm -hmm. um, electrification is the theme that we will delve into more for the rest of this season. 
with the startups that uh, I will be featuring, some of the founders that I'll be inviting and hosting on my podcast going forward for the next five to six episodes are really making a lot of progress in this sector. So how do you see changes happening in the last three years uh, from an electrification point of view in the industry? Oh, that's a very cool question. Um, core electrification is one of the biggest trends in the automotive industry for the past mm-hmm. three years. Um, as you might be aware, no, uh, governments and cities have introduced regulations and uh, incentives to accelerate the shift to sustainable mobility. Every automaker is working to electrify its vehicle portfolio. Over the past three years, a lot of automakers have declared their targets. For example, Honda stated to realize carbon neutrality for all products and corporate activities by 2040. GM's carbon neutrality is planned by 2040. Mm-hmm. Electrification has reshaped the vehicle portfolios in the industry. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, believe, I think this trend has accelerated the investment for the infrastructure like battery chargers and EV battery itself. That's amazing. So how do you see working for a company like Honda overall? How do you see some of these um, investments taking place from these large companies? You already gave us example of how these large companies are trying to electrify their portfolio. Uh, what more can you tell us about what exactly they are doing to support that transition? Yeah, to support this transition, actually large companies have invested a lot in this area. We found many articles like uh, studying the partnership and the investment in this area and, and the carbon neutral trend accelerated this. So Honda plans to invest about $40 billion over the next decade to deliver 30 uh, battery EVs around the globe. In addition to big funds toward EV production, Honda shared an additional investment of 300 million to develop a pirate line to produce solid state batteries two years from now. Wow. Toyota, yeah, it's a huge investment, right? Yeah, massive. <laughs> and uh, Toyota was announced to invest five. $5.6 billion on EV battery production and uh, uh, Daimler uh, investing in electric truck technology. Mm-hmm. So we can see uh, a lot of progress in this area. Maybe we will see uh, a lot of new new investments from now on. That's fascinating. And, and also the Indian ride-sharing company Ola has invested massively in e-scooters. I think the intention is to produce 10 million Mm e-scooters or electric scooters in a year, which is, which will make it the world's largest e-scooter facility. So lots of changes coming forward. Yes. Let's switch gears to the small companies a little Mm -hmm. bit as well. So naturally, you know, these size investments are huge and Mm -hmm. the scale of it is therefore more sustainable by large organizations. How do you see in the innovation happening in the smaller companies, um, particularly when we think about startups that are setting off and trying to be more innovative and launch very uh, futuristic solutions enabled by technology in this space? 
Yeah, uh, actually, we can see a lot of tech startups in this area case are uh, connected autonomous sharing EV and the carbon free field. I think these trends help startups to get huge investment from large companies and VCs. Uh, while I worked with Cruz, I felt their advantage was they can simply concentrate and commit to their vision. A lot of talented employees simply believe and feel empathy with the CEO's visions. And, uh, and large companies usually have conflict uh, between the existing business and new business because a new business spends a lot and uh, a lot of investment amount. Uh, this amount is unlimited. So also uh, the, the startup have a different culture uh, from large companies. Large companies are familiar with the PDCS cycle. Have you have have you heard of that? PDCS no. plan. Tell me more. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is a revision plan. Do check. Uh, then action. PDCS. This is a cycle. Uh, so large companies person person the operational efficiency. So they don't want to take risks. Uh, because a new tech product is potentially a bad influence on their reputation, which runs the company have built for so long. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the advantage for the large companies are resources, reputations, and the brand for trust. Uh, however, uh, however, startups has a advantage and opposite, opposite to large companies. However, large companies, I believe, require time to align with the existing business side. How uh, they can commit with uh, the target or with the huge resources. Yes, yes, they need that stability as well. Mm-hmm. But then, on the other hand, we've all seen the example of Tesla. So you know, it did start off as a small company, as a very innovative startup, very disruptive, mm-hmm. and what in the span of let's say five to seven years. It has turned the entire industry on its head. It's now the um, automotive company with the largest market cap. And it has really driven this shift towards electrification, towards autonomous driving in the sector. And now the larger companies are following Tesla's example Mm -hmm. and investing and developing and making those changes. So it's a fascinating um, disruption trend to observe as the customer but I think also the biggest role that companies like Tesla and now going forward, Cruise and Waymo will play will be in the mindset of the consumers when mm-hmm. it's almost an education and experience of understanding what the change means for the consumers personally um, to be informed in order to take that decision to actually make that transition because we have been so used to using a certain type of vehicle, using understanding or viewing the transportation sector in a certain way. So educating ourselves, becoming more aware, adapting to that transition, thinking and planning your day-to-day, your week-to-week transportation requirements based on a technology that works completely differently. So all of these things are being driven by innovative companies and mm-hmm. it's across the board whether it's small stage or large stage ultimately the world will benefit from it and just a side note that i want to add here as well is the range of the companies that or the startups that i'll be featuring in the next few episodes so we will be talking about 
companies that are focusing on streamlining charging networks because there are you know some existing problems with the infrastructure how widespread it needs to be how accessible it needs to be etc and also some companies that are looking at alternative uh, solutions in terms of lightweight vehicles or scooters or in- enhancing the public transportation network so that we're not just focusing on the car or the large vehicle like a truck only we're looking at the holistic mobility sector holistic transportation sector and thinking about opportunities of innovation and enhancement across the board so a lot of excitement a uh, lot of changes coming down the road a lot of stories to share um yeah, interesting excited yeah and excited for the rest of the season okay so um switching back to the disruption that you were that we were just discussing what further disruption or innovation do you anticipate in the industry in the next in the next uh, while yeah drivers will become more commonplace and uh, for the next decade i'm excited about the automotive industry because i hope it will be a leader and front runner in sustainability and well-being So uh, I believe uh, that mobility will be able to cover a wide range of solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the electric, uh, electric autonomous driving becomes more commonplace, the concept of no emissions, no crash, and no congestion will be realized. Furthermore, I think mobility will be a hub which will be able to connect a lot of industries because mobility will be able to activate people's time when their passengers in big cars as well as enhance and improve the destination as a result a city or town will become more activated mm-hmm. so also i believe that sustainable communities will also become popular mm-hmm. uh, i think the growth and development of in-car entertainment is very exciting absolutely everything you said is 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 very exciting and is very uh different from what we would normally um imagine let's say in this sector what you said about the concept of no emissions no crashes no congestion i love that vision it is so simple so basic and yet so important that we all focus on innovation in that space and and moving towards it and that's so, what gm's concept general motors yeah. gm's concept very good very good Okay so let's try and wrap up the conversation now um we have a lot of young budding uh students in our audience looking to make uh you know make their future set their career in the right direction what advice would you give to our to our audience looking to start or to transition their careers into the mobility sector uh okay uh i believe that the mobility sector is still having a huge impact on society you can say big investments in new tech and new trends every year so in order to work well in this industry it's important to see to see things in the long term and lead a lot of stakeholders with your passion mm-hmm. from my working experience it's also important to be creative and to work well in a team Mm-hmm. Autonomous driving vehicles and other EVs will lose their characteristics and become the commodity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be more creative to make the differentiation to and bring well-being. We have to communicate with all different people with various interests. It's really hard. 
So it's important to be able to adapt and respect everybody's idea. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. And I I completely believe in your your vision and your aspiration for this space. So thank you for sharing that advice and thank you for sharing your thoughts today uh, with us about all the um, interesting, innovative, exciting things happening in this space. I wish you all the best for uh, all the work that you're doing in this sector and uh, love to stay in touch and hear more how things go on from here. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you, Richard, for providing me wonderful opportunity. It's really, it's really fun, and I, I, I have a good opportunity to look back my industry. Mm-hmm. So keep in touch. Yes, definitely. And uh, if you want to share your contact details, send it on to me, and I'll be happy to post it on the web page of our podcast episode, so so that anybody interested in contacting you is uh, aware how to do that. And with that, we'll close the episode today. So thanks again and and enjoy your day. You too. Thank you.